Hi, Coach. This is Dan Tudor, and this is the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast, Episode 71. For the previous 70 episodes, we have focused solely on recruiting tactics, strategies, advice, techniques, interviews, and comments from coaches who have tried and succeeded at implementing the strategies we talk about. And we'll actually get back to that in the next episode, episode 72. But for this episode, I wanted to take a time out real quickly. And I'm not a big motivational speaker guy. I don't claim to be the most inspirational person in the world. But I wanted to share something with you just because at this time of the year as we're ending a school year and a recruiting year, uh, I wanted to bring up something that, um, that, that, that sort of st- struck me. And it might do the same for you. I had a very uh, close family friend pass away uh, a couple of weeks ago, and um, very uh, sort of a towering figure in the community that I grew up in in California uh, before we moved to North Carolina. And every time we went back and visited, uh, most of the time I saw this gentleman, and um, he was just somebody in a community that had a big presence, made a big impact. Um, was a philanthropist, a entrepreneur, um, a successful business person, and he passed away. Not um, not a huge surprise. He was in his nineties, uh, very active. Every time you saw him, and that, that I had interactions with him, he always had a kind word to say. He always had something that was positive. And and I think that anybody that would look at a life like that, and you may know some people like this, as I'm describing this individual. You may know somebody like that that just has this towering presence and their reputation goes out in front of them. And I had the opportunity to talk with his uh, grown son who's um, a little bit older than I am and I've known for years and years along with the family. And the words that came to me in describing um, his father uh, was, and, and what I told him was that your dad was on my personal Mount Rushmore. And I didn't put a lot of thought into that description at the time. It just sort of came out. Um, and by that, I meant that, you know, we've, we have our, you know, our, our Mount Rushmore uh, in the Dakotas that uh, have the faces of the four presidents carved into that stone. And it's sort of symbolic that these Four great men who were who were a part of founding uh, the country and and developing it um, into the 1900s and uh, and that's one way that we honor them and there's certainly plenty of other monuments and individuals that are are honored elsewhere but this is an imposing landmark because it's carved into the side of a mountain and with that it got me to thinking after those words came out. Who else is on my personal Mount Rushmore uh, that I, I would look to and revere these individuals, not for uh, a success that they had publicly necessarily, not for something that they did that would have um, earned the, the praise of men and women who might be in contact with them. These are individuals, for me anyway, that that had great personal character and a steadfastness and a focus and 
the, the things that I would say are important to me, and you may have another set of criteria that you would go off of, and that's fine. Everybody can decide who belongs on that personal Mount Rushmore of theirs. But my question for you, and the reason I wanted to take time to get you to reflect on something, is do you have a personal Mount Rushmore? Do you have individuals that you have known in your life or that you currently know in your life that would belong up there? And following the model of the real Mount Rushmore, who are the top four? Who are those four that belong on that mountain? And there's been a lot of discussion over the years, of course, do we add another face of another president and to the existing Mount Rushmore? And it hasn't happened because it's just uh, those four belong up there. It's sort of what that mountain was meant for. And uh, they, you, you may disagree, you may have other people that you would put up there, but those are the four that are carved in. And at the time, that was something that uh, the people who decided who belongs on Mount Rushmore decided those individuals, and they, uh, they proceeded. So for you, who is on your personal Mount Rushmore? Now, I have thought so far of three individuals that belong on my Mount Rushmore. And uh, this individual I've been speaking about is one of them. There's two others that come to mind that um, one is living and one has passed away. Uh, and then the other one uh, recently passed away. And for each one of those individuals, they it, it wasn't a sudden impact that they made. It wasn't something, an event that happened and they stood out. This was repeated over and over and over again as I've known them and got to know them. They they were uh, consistent. They were they, they kept emphasizing uh, unknowingly, I think, to them. But for me, they kept emphasizing character traits that I grew to admire and grew to try to um, to place in my own life. And so those three, I've got one space left, and uh, those three though are uh, are are on that Mount Rushmore for me. Um, as you think about that question, who is on your personal Mount Rushmore? The thing I feel is important at this time of the year is we're ending a school year and we're ending a recruiting year and, and almost simultaneously beginning another recruiting year with a new class. It's a time to reflect and, and say from a development standpoint as a coach, as a person, as a leader in, in your team and your athletic department, how are you being formed? How are you growing? Who is providing that that map for you? Who's providing the example for you? And if it's if you're having trouble coming up with names, I think that should be a priority in the year ahead. Who are the people you can surround yourself with that aren't just great coaches, and they may be a great coach, but not necessarily for the reason that they are a great coach. But who are the people that stand out and stand apart from a character standpoint, from a leadership standpoint. Those are the people I would encourage you to surround yourself with because I know you're going to surround yourself with other coaches who can get you to be a better coach, a better motivator, a better tactician, all those things. You have coaching conventions that that do that and it's fantastic. I mean, and you want to get good professionally at your job. What are you doing to take the time to find people that may be outside of sports? It may not be anybody that that is directly involved within your athletic department or your sport. 
It could be somebody uh, in the community. It could be somebody that was back in your hometown. It could be somebody uh, at your place of worship. It could be somebody in a former job that you had. It could be anybody, somebody in your family, somebody that you grew up around. Who is that, that individual? Who are those individuals that you look to to say they impacted me? And even now I can look at the lessons they provided and become a better person, a better leader, um, better from a character standpoint. Um, It's important to note, after I started thinking about this topic, uh, how long it took Mount Rushmore to be formed um, because they carved it by hand and it took a long time. It took over 14 years to carve everything on Mount Rushmore. And when I read that, the first thing that came to my mind, Coach, was how, how many things, what things do we spend 14 years creating? Uh, not much. We are such. Uh, we, we are so focused uh, in this day and time on immediate results. When can it happen the fastest? Uh, who who can I go listen to, and who whose, whose book can I read to get immediately good? And there's not much anymore in our life and in our culture where something that takes a long time uh, and is painstakingly carved and created. Uh, we can't name a lot of those things. And maybe that's not a good thing. Maybe there needs to be more long-term relationships in our lives unrelated to coaching, unrelated to our profession, where we grow and we change our character. And I'm not saying what character traits you should go after. Uh, other motivational speakers and authors, they might do that. I'm not going to do that. You you know yourself. You know who you are as a coach, who you are as a recruiter, who you are as a person within the athletic department, what kind of spouse you are to your significant other, what kind of friend you are to those in and outside of college athletics. Where do you need to improve? Where do you need that lift? Where do you need the example? And many, many coaches, many individuals around the country weren't fortunate enough to have a stable home life, perhaps, or have a, a consistent, tight-knit community around them that, that helped them form those character traits that then went on with them later in life. If that's you, it is not too late to find people around you, to search them out. Uh, I will, my personal opinion is usually they are older. Usually they are more experienced. I find that... Uh, I, I gravitate towards wisdom. I gravitate towards people who have been through um, have been through a variety of experiences in life, both successes and failures. Uh, and they've grown from it, they've learned from it, they've come through it, they've survived, and they've maintained their character along the way. Those are such powerful, influential figures to have in your life. And do you have them? And again, if you don't, go find them this next year. Go take the summer before things get revved up again in the fall and go find the people that should be on your Mount Rushmore and begin actively developing that. And you know what? Most of those people, if you think of them as being deserving of being on your personal Mount Rushmore, they would be happy and honored to spend time with you. They would love to pour themselves into your life and devote uh, devote themselves to making you a better, a better person, a better individual, to mentoring you, to being an example for you. 
and let them know that that this is uh, one of the things that you're focused on is bringing people in that can help you from a character standpoint. Because that that was very influential for me. Nobody's perfect, and I've, oh my goodness, I am I am as flawed as any person uh, walking the face of the earth. These three people made me better. Um, they may not have known it all the time, but I was watching them, and I was following their example, and I'm so thankful for that. And that's what I told the son of this latest entry onto my personal route, Mount Rushmore, that such an impact that his father had on me. And I think it meant a lot to him. And I know that individual meant a lot to me. So I mourn his loss and what it means for the community that he came from because he'll be missed. But I also am very thankful that I got the chance to have him impact me. And I'm glad that I, for some reason, started thinking about that because it really made me go back and catalog the influential people that I've had in my life how have they influenced me in what way positively and and have actively put them on the face of that Mount Rushmore. And the thing about a mountain like that is you carve those faces into that mountain and they're looking back at you. And I'll leave you with this thought. For those of you that don't have a personal Mount Rushmore, um, first of all, come up with one. And then notice that those faces that go up on that mountain that you that you have in your mind are looking back at you. And they're saying to you, Coach, follow the example. Sarah, follow the example. John, follow the example. Whatever, whatever your name is, they're calling to you and saying, follow the example, Coach. Follow my lead. If they belong up there, they belong to be followed. And, and whoever that is, come up with them. And, and actively seek who are those four that belong on that mountain of mine where I can look to them, look to their example, and begin to implement the character traits that I so admired in them in my life with my kids that I coach, with my family that I go home to, with um, the person that I love. How do you make yourself better? How do you make life around you better? How do you make the people around you more blessed by by you being around them? Take an example from those individuals and put that into practice this next year. If you do, what I promise is you'll become more reflective. You will become a better person to be around. You'll become a better coach and leader because you will start implementing and demonstrating the traits that drew you to those individuals. And in the same way, your kids, your team, your assistant coaches, the people in your athletic department, the people around you in your community will begin being drawn to you. So it's the right thing to do. It's the smart thing to do. And I really encourage you to do that over this next summer. That's all I wanted to say. I appreciate you letting me talk a little bit out of topic. If you um, just let the episode keep playing, we'll move on to episode number 72, where uh, we'll get back to talking about a really interesting recruiting topic. Coach, thanks a lot. Go find those four individuals that belong on your personal Mount Rushmore.